The words that we consider today for our sermon come from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. This is the first of five readings that we will be hearing from John 6 over the coming weeks. You can find it on page 1518 in your pew Bibles. This is John's encapsulation of Jesus as the bread of life. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this, only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten them. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This is the word of our God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, every four years when the Summer Olympics come around, or five as in the case of this year, it seems like the preparation and the venues become more and more elaborate. Take the athlete's accommodation, for example. Seventy years ago, athletes were housed in college dorms and other various locations. And they brought their own food. Now they have an elaborate Olympic village, which even in this COVID year is able to hold 11,000 athletes. One of the features of this Olympic village is a two-story dining hall, which supposedly has 700 food options. You can only imagine the amount of preparation and food the organizers are going through to even put this together. Even with a few years of preparation, the task to feed and house all these athletes is enormous. Planning a wedding is also similar. You need to organize the where, the what, and the how to feed all your guests. But imagine if you only had a few hours to plan how to feed upwards of 10,000 people. I think you would say the task would be impossible. 
But that is exactly the situation that Jesus put his disciples in. There was a large crowd gathering, and he asked one of the disciples, where should we buy the bread for these people to eat? With such little preparation, you can just imagine the disciples frantically trying to figure out how they could do this, if it was even possible. And it was Andrew who brought forth the little boy with the five loaves of bread and two fish. But can five loaves really feed 5,000 people? As the disciples found out, with man this is impossible, but with God it is more than enough. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the reading, the next five weekends, the gospel readings come from the same chapter of the Bible, John chapter 6. This may seem like a bit of overkill, but the reason that John 6 was selected for five Sundays in a row is, first of all, it's a long chapter. And secondly, it's also an important chapter. In John 6, we have Jesus claiming to be the bread of life. Over the next few weeks, we'll take a look at what that exactly means and see the different ways that Jesus is the bread of life. But for this week, we take a look and see that he provides bread for our physical lives. Now, we pick the story of Jesus and his disciples up as they're crossing the Sea of Galilee to get away from some crowds. Now, unfortunately, this didn't end up happening. A great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. The crowd followed them to a deserted place, and Jesus had compassion on them. Jesus began to teach them. Even though they came to Jesus uninvited, even though they came because of all the wrong reasons, Jesus still took time to be with them. As the day wore on, more and more people began to gather. Perhaps as they got done with work or because they heard that Jesus was close by. Jesus took a break in his teaching to ask a question to Philip, a disciple who probably knew the area quite well. Where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? It wasn't a matter of where are we going to send everybody. It was where are we going to get the food from? Notice what Jesus was doing. He was welcoming this uninvited crowd into his company as his guests. And as a good host, he wanted to provide them with a meal. Philip wondered why Jesus would have picked him, and so he relayed the message to the other disciples, and they racked their brains as to what they could do. They did an approximate head count, calculated the amount of food each would minimally need to eat, and came up with 200 denarius. Or as the NIV translation puts it, over a half year's wages. Even this would not have been enough to fill everyone up, but just give them a bite. Another disciple, Andrew, had another answer. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, he said. It seemed that Andrew knew the foolishness of his answer when he immediately kind of backs it up and says, but how far will they go among so many? Can five loaves feed 5,000? The disciples came up with the answer. With man? It's impossible. And Jesus was asking his disciples to do the impossible. Maybe had they been given a month to plan and prepare, they might have been able to do it. But they weren't given that time. 
the only solution they could come up with was to send the people away to the nearby villages and get their own food. After all, it was their own fault in coming out to this barren place with no packed lunch. But a curious thought is, why didn't they ask Jesus to help them? After all, he had turned water into wine. He had healed the sick and the dying. Couldn't he provide a buffet spread for these people? Maybe they thought since Jesus asked them to come up with an answer, it would be cheating to ask him to help them. Because surely he wouldn't ask them to do something they weren't capable of. And yet that's exactly what Jesus did. It says Jesus asked this only to test them. Now think of how many times this scene has played out in your life. We too have been placed in similar situations to the 12 disciples. Maybe not the situation of feeding 5,000 people at a moment's notice, but he does test us in different ways with everything that he puts in our life. Whether it be a family difficulties that are escalating, your health or the health of a loved one is failing, Maybe we're walking a tightrope at our job with balancing tasks and still allowing enough time for the family. Maybe God is testing you and not allowing you to get a job at this particular point in time. Or however it comes to the masking or not masking, when is COVID going to finally end? When your retirement savings might take a hit or when inflation seems to be going through the roof. Oftentimes we, we think of these situations as God just playing a mean joke on us. And yet, a better way of thinking about them is God is testing us. And how do we handle these tests? Everyone probably handles it in a slightly different way. Some people get overwhelmed by the situation, throw their hands in the air, just give up. Others take the bull by the horns and see it as a challenge to be overcome. And there may be some times where we get through that situation. Health gets better. Market bounces back. You do find that job. And thanks be to God for those times. But sometimes these tests also show us how weak and fragile we are, how little control we have and how much we cannot do. And nowhere is this more clear than in the test God gives us to get to heaven. God says to keep his law perfectly and you'll be deserving of paradise. The test is clear. There are many who work amazingly hard to pass this test. But for each and every one of us, we get knocked down. We fail. Just like we can see our failures in the other areas of our life and the, the parts of our life that we cannot control. We just give up, give in. Is it possible for us to get through this life, let alone get to heaven on our own? With man, this is impossible. Yet there is a purpose behind each and every test God places before us. And that purpose is to draw us closer to him. Draw us to rely on him. Because when we turn to God, we see that he is the one in control. He is the one that we can rely on. He is the one who not only created the world in six days, but 
He's intimately involved in preserving it. And that includes each and every one of us. We can see how clearly Jesus took care of those 5,000 plus people on the grassy hillside. Jesus said, have the people sit down. And they sat down in groups of about 50 to 100, which would make it easier for the disciples to serve them. John writes, there were 5,000 men there. But we hear from the other gospel writers that there were also women and children. So the total number of people who were listening to Jesus and needed to be fed may have been between 10 and 20,000. He took the small barley loaves and two small fish, the very simplest of lunches, and proceeded to do a miracle. Can five loaves feed 5,000? With God, it is more than enough. Jesus gave thanks for the bread and he distributed it to his disciples, who in turn passed it out to the crowd. And no matter how many times the disciples came back to Jesus, he had more bread and more fish to give them. Not only did everyone in the crowd have a bite to eat, they had more than enough. They had their fill. Jesus showed the abundance of providing for them with what he told the disciples next. Gather the pieces that are left over. They then proceeded to gather 12 basketfuls of leftovers, far more than what they even started with. With Jesus, the five loaves were not only enough, they were more than enough. And it's in this precise manner in which Jesus provides for and takes care of us. No, he doesn't take care of us by always setting food before us like he did to the masses 2,000 years ago. But he has taken care of us. He walks with us through those difficult times and he's gotten through us every time up till this point. He's given us all that we have, our eyes to see, our hands to work, our mouths to speak. And he's given us all that we need. The rain from heaven, the sun for warmth, the plants and the animals for food. The Apostle James sums it up when he says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, does not change like shifting shadows. And since God doesn't change, the same God who provided food for 5,000 men can and does provide us with everything we need and more. This includes our greatest need, the need for a Savior who kept God's law perfectly. He did what was impossible for us to do, and he did it for you and for me. This was the plan he had in mind since the beginning of the world, for he knew that no one could live up to the perfect standard after the fall into sin. He knew that we would try, but he also knew that we needed to come to the realization that we can't save ourselves. We need to have God do it. And do it he did as the payment for sins was met at the cross when Jesus Christ said, it is finished, sin was paid for. Now after this great, perfect gift, anything and everything else is just icing on the cake. Remember how Jesus didn't just provide enough food for the crowd? But the five loaves were more than enough. 
So he also gives us more than enough to satisfy not only our needs, but many of our wants as well. It is with these many varied gifts that he's given us that we're able to serve him and give glory to him. Just as Jesus asked his disciples to pick up the leftovers, he didn't want anything to go to waste. So he wants us to use the gifts he has given us not to squander them. Our God may not give us a test quite like the disciples had that day beside the Sea of Galilee, but he does test each of us in our own way. He doesn't put temptations in our way, but he does test. And it's through these difficulties, these tests, that God directs us back to him. He wants us to turn to him because it's only in turning to him that he can work the impossible. For he provides bread for our physical life, even as he is sustaining us with the bread of his word for eternal life. Amen. Now may he who began a good work in you carry it out to completion on the day of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.